0: Hi there, I'm Hilary DeCesar, and you're about to listen to episode number 25 of the Silver Lined Relaunch. Rodney Flowers is an absolute inspiration. At age 15, life as he knew it was halted in an instant on the football field. He truly is more than an inspiration. He is living proof that as he puts it, when you shift your focus, To your capabilities instead of your limitations, and you ask, who are you going to be with your limitation? You can overcome and accomplish just about anything. See, Rodney is living proof that our darkest fears of what can happen can lead to silver linings that are incomprehensible. And in this episode, He not only shares his story, but his powerful, game-changing outlook and insight on how his purpose, clarity, and focus shifted in a moment, and how yours can as well when you can be authentic with yourself. And the best part? He challenged the odds. He challenged those odds that he was given and said no to what others said was his fate. Did he succeed? Well, I guess you'll just have to listen to this beyond inspiring episode to find out. So enjoy. And don't forget, listen to the end because that's where Rodney redefines how you should listen to people and it will have you looking at and living your life in a whole new way and now our conversations begin and so does the inspiration you're listening to the silver lined relaunch and i'm your host Hilary de caesar award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach each week i'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary feeling stuck I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. All right, so excited. Today I have Rodney Flowers, and I have the privilege of meeting Rodney a a while, not too far, actually, not long ago but I was on his podcast and had such an awesome connection that I thought, oh my gosh, his story is absolutely perfect for the Silver Lined Relaunch. So Rodney, welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me, Hillary. I am excited to be here with you, being able to connect with you again. I had such a good time in our first connection. It's such a wonderful person, so full of energy. And I'm just delighted that you've invited me to be on your show. And so I'm just uh, very you're so, you. you're, you're
0: so sweet. Okay. <laughs> so for those that don't know you, I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey because it is, it's one that, I mean, it's made for movies. It truly is. Oh, wow. And you're, and you're made for movies. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe there's somebody listening right now that's going to be Maybe. like, <laughs> hey. So yeah, share a little bit about you know what what's what's taken you through this journey and
1: what started. Well, awesome. Yeah, thank you for asking. So it all started with a uh, with a love for football. Uh, I was a teenager, wanted to go to the NFL. Dedicated my life to football and, and learning the game, playing the game, being an expert and master at the game. And I found myself playing in high school with high expectations and during the the start of the third quarter of my sophomore year, this was the very first game of the year. I find my I found myself running down the field after kicking the ball off to make a tackle. And I wanted to make a play. And I was known for being a playmaker. And so uh, I went, I seen the kick returner heading towards my direction, and boom, I made a hit. And it was a spectacular hit. You know, the fans went crazy. Everybody was like, wow, oh my God, you know. And we both went down, but I couldn't get back up. Trainers, coaches, fans all started running out on the field yelling, get up Rodney, get up, get up. But I couldn't get up. So they rushed me to the hospital and they started doing all kinds of tests to measure the the severity of my accident. And I remember so vividly, Lying in the emergency room, and looking up at my dad. My dad was in there with me. And he's looking down on me. I'm lying on this bed and they're you know, running these tests. And he asked me, he said, can you feel that? I said, no, I don't feel what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said, they cut in the bottom of your feet. Your feet are bleeding. And oh my God, that's when it really set in that, you know, this was a life changing experience. I began to cry. And I, I began to just feel helpless and hopeless because I knew this wasn't this wasn't some injury that you just uh, you know recover from in you know six weeks or. Yeah, this <laughs> is know. not
0: a bounce back. No, this nah, is, this not, this is not this
1: is not one of those. And so uh, I was a life threatening injury. It was a career ending injury. And so they rushed me to Duke University Trauma Center because this was a tra- this was a traumatic injury and the next morning gosh and i remember this so vividly just as the sun was beginning to shine through the window of the intensive care unit a team of neurologists visited my bedside to pass along my diagnosis my diagnosis was quadriplegic. Mm. i was completely paralyzed i had no movement or sensation in any of my extremities And the doctor said I had a 92% chance of remaining that way for the rest of my life. And that's where it really all began. I had to figure out how to turn my life around, how to restart, redesign, reset, Mm -hmm. how to (laughs) bounce back from that and live a happy, productive. So,
0: Rodney, before life. we before we get to where you are today, and part of who you are is you. Just it, it, you radiate. You radiate from within this energy. This this people are. You're like a magnet. You're you're just you're so filled with love and inspiration, but. I want to go back to, were you 15 or were you 16?
1: I was 15.
0: Okay. 15-year-old 15 Rodney. You had always wanted to, you know, your your dreams, your goals, football, 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 you know, football family, everything is like football. And your identity was around mm-hmm. being that, being that football player. Yeah. And what went through your head? as they told you first quadriplegic and then second ninety-two percent chance that you're never gonna get any feeling. I mean what was going through your head?
1: Uh, it was all sorrow. Just absolute sorrow and pity and why me? This is unbelievable, you know.
0: Because this is what just, you were going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, it was devastating, Hillary, you know. Was, and so
0: and, and so, you you had this literally, I, I feel like I'm watching you as this 15-year-old being told this, and it just shattered you. It literally, like, was crumbling your entire body, which this injury had been. It had literally brought you to your knees. It, had it stripped away my identity.
1: I felt that I didn't have a reason to. No point, you know. I didn't. I felt like you know, life in this state, like you know, dealing with this injury with no possibility of recovery, seemingly. That you know, what's the point of living? What, why live your life like that? So I wanted it. I wanted it all to end. I, I either wanted it, you know, one hundred percent recovery, or end it over. Mm, that's an interesting that, one. That's yeah, percent. <laughs>
0: I either want to be like back to where I was. i want to be yep. playing ball, or hey take me now. Yep. What, what caused you to all of a sudden say that that's not going to be the case? I'm not going to be a hundred percent back, but I also mm. don't want to be off this planet. What, what did you like, how did it come to even being that way where you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to move on. I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to put myself <laughs> together again.
1: Yeah. Well, it wasn't all of a sudden, first of all, mm. because I, I spent about two years, A year or two just in absolute pity and self entitlement and, you know, uh, sorrow, grief, all of that.
0: Well, you know, I hadn't really thought about grief. We usually equate to the death of somebody, but you were equating it to the death of you. That this person that you were before, this identity of you was now gone. And how, how did you feel about, you know, I know that you're in this deep sorrow, you're in this deep pain. What actually, is there a moment that kind of was the wake-up call that was that, I gotta, I gotta do something about
1: this? Well, it was, it was really living in that misery every single day got old very quickly. Mm. Um, And so I started to ask myself a series of questions, and those questions were, "Hey, why are you in pain? You can't feel anything, so what you're hurting? Why are you really hurting, honestly?" Um, Because I wasn't hurting physically; I was hurting mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so I began to ask myself, "Why?" And it was because of the loss that I felt. It was because of the impact that I felt that I wasn't going to be able to have. It was for the significance that was stripped away. And I wanted to feel better at, at a very minimum. I just wanted to feel better every day. And so I asked myself, well, what could you do now to get that back? Because that would help you feel better. And so I started thinking about the fact that I'm in this situation. And one of the things that would be impactful, one of the things that will cause significance, one of the things that would you know add some worth to my life would be to overcome it even though doctors are saying you can't do it. And I said, well, if I was to pull that off, wow, that would be more significant than playing football. And I just pondered on that a little bit. And over and over and over, just thinking about that, I began to realize that I had one of the biggest opportunities in my life that I've ever experienced. This was bigger than football. This was bigger than anything. And I thought to myself, huh, is this a trick? Oh wow so that's 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 my charge that's what I'm you know you know I felt like that was my contribution that was my significance to to deal with this and show the world that hey regardless of how traumatic how devastating most people would never go through something like this and so this was going to change the game for a lot of people and I had the privilege and the responsibility to pull this off. And I said, okay.
0: Taking on this responsibility, you're, you know, 15, 16 years old and your life has completely been, you know, turned upside down. Yep. It will never be the same. And now you're saying that. You all of a sudden, and and I know it wasn't all of a sudden, it came over time. It came out of of, of a lot of self-pity, a lot of like, you know, why is this happening to me? Where all of a sudden you're saying, hey, I've I've got something. There's a bigger calling for me here on this earth. Mm -hmm. My purpose, my, you know, my mission of why. All of a sudden that really did come to you. And did you once you started thinking about, okay, I have, uh, if I overcome this, what a major role I'll have in people's lives with inspiration. I mean, is this, I'm still fascinated at that, at that idea around really this, this major reset in your life, this major, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to be this new person.
1: Well, I believe I believe this, Hillary. I believe that happiness in life, satisfaction in life, is is built around purpose. And I was happy with football. I that was my purpose, and I thought. And so when that's gone, right, your, your happiness is gone. It wasn't so much the fact that I was injured. Mm-hmm. I realized that that was that was an indirect effect. The direct effect was purpose. Okay. Purpose, gone. If you lose your purpose, you're kind of like, why am I here? You you don't have any self-worth. You don't have anything. And so it wasn't difficult to realize that here's a new purpose. Okay. It wasn't difficult because I didn't have anything. I didn't have identity. All of that was gone. I was clean. Didn't have anything there. Nothing to look to. There was nothing. The doctors, my mom, dad, no one. And so when this dropped in my spirit and dropped in my mind, I was like, I'll take that on. What do I have to lose? Nothing. But I have everything to gain. Everything. And so that became the driving force for me. That became the so reason the switch, I got it up. The day.
0: switch was pushed and you were you're all in at that point. Yeah. You're like, "Okay." And so yeah. what was the what was the first thing that came through your mind that you wanted to do?
1: Well, I wanted so it wasn't walk. I mean, obviously, I wanted to walk again. I started off with just being successful in the situation, right? Because you know, no one thought I would go back to school, get a job, be successful. Anyway, I was going to be a vegetable in a, in a rest mm-hmm. home with people taking care of me twenty four seven. Why wouldn't not all independence stripped away? So I just wanted to be on my own. I just wanted to be an independent individual making my own money, paying my own bills <laughs> with my own stuff. That's it, right? And walking was second. And then I just developed a bigger vision. You know, I said, if you're going to go, go all the way. And I just began to believe in everything, running, you know, playing football again, writing a book, being a being a speaker, helping people change their lives. And I just the same way I devoted my life to football, I devoted my life to that purpose. And it's just, it's been a roller coaster ride. It hasn't been easy. It took 18 years just to get out of the wheelchair. I was able to go back to college. When I go back to college, go back to high school, graduate, go to college, get an MBA, do all of those wonderful things. Um, and I think most importantly, what I've done is just created an example. That's, that's my mission in life, to be an example of what's possible, period. That's it.
0: I think that because people I'm, right now are listening and saying, oh my gosh, he's done more with what you, know, you said 18 years. But it's, it's so fascinating to hear when you say being successful in the situation, that's where you started. And then you started to have these visions of all the different things. And it was just, I mean, you are the king of manifestation, right? You're like, hey, I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. And yes, there are still limitations, right? There's still things that physically you may not be able to do. Sure. But, but yet, even yeah. in the limitations, what I yeah. have seen from you is that you rise and somehow that limitation, you figure out a way to even get around that limitation. Well, here's the
1: thing. we So we all have limitations. Right. You can't go through life without limitations. There's limitations. Mm-hmm everywhere. But then there's things that you're strong at. There's things that the universe have, has given you that are your strengths, your gifts. And those are those are things that uh the universe is also giving you desires, things that will really push you and 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 cause you to 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 it just gives you amazing energy to go and do these activities you just love to do. You focus on those things, you're able to overcome the limitations. See a lot of times If I was focused just on my limitations, focused on everything that I could not do, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I've accomplished. And I would always tell myself, don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what you can do in your situation. Because see, there's always opposition. That's the thing that everyone, all of us have in common is opposition, resistance. Everyone has that in their life. The difference is how you perceive it in how you manage it. Who are you going to be in it? That's where we get back to that identity. Mm. Who are you going to be with your limitations, right? Because you can play the victim role. You can play I'm limited. That's who I am. You can take your limitations on as an identity, or you can take your strengths and your capabilities on as an identity. My strength and my capability has put me in a place of, of fame, put me in a place of authorship, put me in a place of of an expert, of a master, I don't focus on. (laughs) People seek me out, and society calls me disabled. Society calls me handicapped. But people are seeking me out to help them. That's because I'm focused on what I'm capable of doing. I'm not focused on what I'm not capable of. So if we just shift the focus from limitations to capability, that's how winning is done.
0: Mm, I love shift the focus. I mean, it is, and as you said, you know you've got we all have limitations, some have more than others, and if you can take the strengths and start looking at that and and think of them as the capabilities of where you can go with them, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> inspiration to the hundredth degree, right? I mean, that's what you are all about. That's what you're showing every day as you, you know, are, are invited during the good days where we can have you on stages and your, you know, magnetic personality being up there and watching you walk across the stage. It's, it, it really is. It's, it's focusing and shifting your focus to the right things. Um, one thing that I wanted to make sure that we talk about is tell me your thoughts around resilience because there, there's, you know, when you talk about it, is there something that you go deep in to get that?
1: Well, resilience is always you know, the definition is, is to bounce back. That's what resilience is all about. And, and how do you bounce back? Well, there's a couple of things that can help you bounce back. First of all it's recovery you have to take care of yourself that's a fundamental tactic fundamental activity if you want to bounce back you have to take care of yourself and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this you know stress overwhelm none of those things ever killed anyone it's the inability to bounce back from the stress and the overwhelm that's or recover i should say that's what kills you the inability to recover from the stress. Stress is a good thing. You know, overwhelm could stretch you beyond your means, but you, you can't stay in that space forever. You have to, re- you, you you experience it, then you get out of it, recover, and then you go. And that's how that's how you maintain resilience. The other thing is perception. So one thing that'll help you bounce back is the perception of where you are. And so if you've been hit, okay, uh, you have to be able to think get up, get back on the feed, Okay, You can't just think, oh my God, I got hit. Sort of like COVID. Everyone's been hit with COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that if this was a football game. The opposition just, it has just, you know, they executed a play I wasn't pre- prepared for. The team, the world as a, as a whole was not prepared for this play. It caught us all off guard. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to go back to the Playbook, we need to go back to what we have <laughs> on the chalkboard and say, how do we deal with this? It's not over. Rodney, I see, you. I see
0: you looking at the playbook and I see you saying, we're calling an audible right now. I got
1: this one. <laughs> exactly, right. And so we go and we, we adjust. We have to have agility, flexibility. Those are critical elements in resilience. And those are just two things those two things alone. Right? Take the time to recover. You got hit. Go sit on, go sit down for it. reassess, you know? Authenticity. Yeah. A lot of people think authentic- authenticity is being their real selves. But I want to introduce authenticity as being real with yourself. Hmm. That's how you being real
0: with yourself.
1: Yes. Yes. Because your real self, if I would have stayed my real self, I wouldn't be where I was I was a mess. I had a bad attitude. I hated the world and everyone in it. And it wasn't until I got real with myself and said, you know what? Your attitude stinks. You know what? You need to check that. You need to think about how you're perceiving this. You know, woe woe is me. No. Look, (laughs) you still have the responsibility. Whatever happened on the field, it happened. But what are you gonna do now? What are you going to do right now to help make your life better? Because that's something you can't change. So I had to be real with me. And that was being authentic. And then once I realized where I needed improvement, I was willing to take action. See, that's resilience at its deepest level. You can talk about resilience.
0: And the the get real. I mean, we talk about in uh, the relaunch company, we talk about this, uh, the get real project and getting back to the real you, not the one that, you know, your parents built up or your friends built up or the work or it's you. It's stripping back all of those layers to come up with the real you. It's, you know, it's when you're you know, at night and you wash your face and you, you see that there's, you know, makeup or there's stuff from the day. And you're like, oh, just strip it away and find out who the real you is. So yeah. That's what and, and, and have then- been able to do.
1: And being able to look at those blemishes, being able to look at the scars, being able to look at those things and realize, okay, what do I need to do with my skin? How can I improve (laughs) improve my situation? That's, that's, That's really being real with yourself. And the last thing I want to give is just mindfulness. A lot of times our minds are full of all the things that are going on in our lives. The victimhood, the fact that you can't this, the fact that you can't that. You know, that's your mind is full, but you're not mindful. Mm-hmm. Mindful is realizing that you got a lot of junk going on in your head, and then just taking the time to raise your awareness and, and, and meditate and clear your mind of that, and focus on self-serving thoughts. Okay, and I'm I just want to pause with that self-serving thoughts because. All of the television and all of the things that's filling your head up, they're not serving you. It's actually perpetuating the situation. Mm -hmm. So it's not until we can raise our awareness of the the junk that we're thinking, get rid of that and spend time filling our minds up with self-serving thoughts, thoughts that are going to serve us, thoughts that are going to build us up, thoughts that are going to help us change our identity, help us change our perception, give us a reason to live, give us something to get up in the morning for, give us something to to work towards, to stretch towards. We have to create a new vision sometimes. And you can't create a new vision if you're always looking at the things that are perpetuating the situation. A lot of times in terms of resilience, what we need is a different vision to work towards in order to bounce back. But we're still stuck on that vision. We have to be able to let go of the current vision and then create a new one. That's what, the game, that's what adjusting the game plan is all about. The audible is all about. Hey, we went out on the field. Everyone had a vision. We're going to run this play. But now we see the opposition. We got to let go of that vision because that's not what we're doing. We have to create a new one. Right? And you have to get focused on the new vision. What are the things necessary to execute the new vision? We're not focused on that vision anymore. That's, that's done. Let it go.
0: How many times do you think that you have changed your core identity since the accident?
1: Oh, it continues to change. It evolves. Mm. It evolves. Every day, I try to evolve in who I am and my contribution and the way I show up every day. And it takes time. I mean, I'm, we all are going through a process. Life is a process, mm. and it's a process of getting, getting hit and getting back up. If you look at the core of everybody, the rich, the poor, it's all a process of getting hit and getting back up, getting hit, getting back up, facing resistance, facing opposition, figuring out how I'm going to get around it. That's the process of life. You put a seed in the ground and it has to figure out how to get out the ground. It has to figure out how to get its sun and everything it needs in order to grow, right? Got to you know, fight the bugs and all of that. That's what we do. This is what we do every day. And, and and we this is life. We shouldn't be upset about that. We should celebrate it. When you get hit, it's an opportunity to grow. I don't ever lose. I either learn or I win. That's it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes losing, if you will, is better than winning because you get to learn. Sometimes you win, you don't get to learn. That's why you, that's why I love Very, very competitive games because it's going to force me to learn. If I'm always playing against a team or playing against something or playing in life at a level where I know I can win, then yeah, I'll feel good about winning all day, but I'm not growing. And it's not until you're in life and you're faced with something that's going to push you and challenge you. And you may fall on your face quite a few times before you can win. But that's the beauty of it because every time you fall on your face, you're learning something. You're learning something
0: I, it, new. It, it's so true. I think about, you know, people that say, I just need to change this. I need to change that. And all of a sudden their life is going to be great. Well, you can change something very, very quickly, like in a moment. But to have growth, that's a process that takes time. And it falls so nicely into your story. And when I think about um, the silver line, you know, the silver linings we all have, how would you in sharing what you've been through. And there are people like, like you said, everybody has something they're going through, right? Everybody. And it's, it's a roller coaster, as you said, and and life is that way, right? As soon as you get past that one, you know, major obstacle, there's another one. There's another, you know, loopy loop on that, (laughs) that you're going to be hit with, and it's going to drop your stomach and all that. But from a silver lining perspective, especially with what you've said about setbacks and and overcoming those, what are you now, when you look back on the silver linings around what happened to you, how would you describe that as where you are today in your life?
1: That's a really good question. I think I would just have to say, Vision and identity is, is is sort of my silver line.